cool. Well, I'm recording. Now we're waiting for this other fellow, Ben. Oh my god. Ben Haas. Huh? Oh, I'm just, I've already had a bit of a day. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm going. I got a couple sips of coffee in me. I'm... What's been going on that you've had a bit of a day? Uh, it's not that crazy. I just, uh, I broke my French press yesterday. So I was like, fuck, I gotta go out and get coffee or I'm not going to be functional today. Oh uh, no. I tried going to the donut <laughs> shop. Apparently it's been closed since July. Oh man. Duncan. The the local one, it's like the local one in the like fancy gentrified neighborhood that always has a line out the door. So I was like, "What the fuck happened?" And I looked it up, and like the news stories just were like they gave no reason why they closed. I'm like, all right. So you're a French press guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Not about that drip stuff. It's so much easier though. I mean, you wake up, you push a button. That's true. But also, not having a day job means I can take my time <laughs> on breakfast. Yeah. I love. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so, um, I mean, you might get a kick out of this. I work, like, so I have, um, like a pretty consistent batch of um like clients that I do podcast editing for that uh either I'll like just edit their show every week or whenever. Um hold on, my mic's all fucked up. And uh most of them are like like startup entrepreneur psychopaths. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, you can say that about the, you're not worried. Well, I guess yeah. Who's I mean, gonna hear this? It's just you and me. <laughs> I mean, even if this was uh, you know, something public, uh, they're not gonna find it because they're so self-absorbed. <laughs> so what are they? They're on that self-help grift. But it's um, I'll give an example. This week I was editing one, and it was um, this company of of three people. Um, that the woman's interviewing that uh, it's like a brother and sister and then the husband of the sister and they just made like a brownie like a it's called midday squares like all it is is like a brownie that probably has protein or some shit in it you know yeah but like, probably not even that much protein yeah and they totally like have that like language and energy that you think of when you think of like the craziest Silicon Valley companies. They're just like, so rise and grind. Yeah. (laughs) For brownies. Yeah. The product product is always beside the point, which is something I really love. Yeah. It's all about the, the brand, the image, you know, and like they recorded it in their, for some reason, this brownie company has a podcast studio they recorded in, which is funny because all the tracks sounded like shit. So it took me like an extra hour longer than usual to get through it. Um, but the point is that there was like five minutes on how they, they do therapy and like, they do like all these different combos of therapy, like the couple does couples therapy. They do group therapy for the business and individual. And one guy was talking about like, yeah, I was resistant to it 
um because i don't know like i'm a popular happy guy or whatever blah 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 and, like i just really hated it the first few months and then he spent several minutes talking about how he realized it's like um like a business growth hack <laughs> therapy like yeah. his his takeaway from therapy is like it adds to the rise and grind factor yes. of his business and getting yes. richer <laughs> and that's what we're talking or that's what we wanted to talk about <laughs> i is, thought you'd like that that's the that's what we're basically here to talk about is the zizek thing of like you should meditate and become a buddhist because it'll make you a better capitalist it'll make you mm -hmm. more alone i do a lot of that shit for clients they but, all uh, have a story like that let me let me okay ben hawes is in the waiting room now so let me let him in hello can you hear us ben hawes he him i see a little little profile pic there somebody's and, here and i see some pronouns I'm gonna move my mic away because I don't know how much my like munching is coming through since I had to get a last minute bagel here. <laughs> I can't hear it at all, but you're more of a podcast master, audio master. <laughs> right, well, if it's not bugging anybody, I'm just gonna keep chowing down. Ben, are you there? All right. Well, in any event, um, one of the things about like the product being beside the point is like, um, do you know this fitness influencer named Christian Guzman? He's like a YouTube bodybuilding personality from Houston. Mm, I don't know any of these people, but like I know the aesthetic of it because like I get ads for it on YouTube all the time. Oh, okay. You've been looking up some like how to lose weight or something, huh? And they're fucking tracking you for that now. Huh? I don't I think they just know like you're a male of a certain age more than anything. Oh shit. I mean I've I don't really like search that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, um, and they're always like trying to t sell me um, um, weird, uh, um, you know, like those like mushrooms are the thing. Uh, I drink yeah. mushrooms instead of coffee now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, mud. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So I get a lot of that stuff. But uh, this guy Christian Guzman, he's out of Houston, and he started a company called Alphalete. I guess it's like a it's like kind of like gym shark adjacent it's just like uh like sports clothing or whatever that you wear to the gym but it's like it's it, i mean it's just gym shorts bro it's like mm -hmm. it's totally beside the point what he's selling and he talks about it in these like outrageous terms like just always having to grow and growth is like spiritual fulfillment and but the worst one is this guy Christian Guzman has a friend called Max Tuning, and his his fucking product that he sells is like little sour strip candies, and I'm just like, what is any of this? Like, how are we supposed to listen to these people? Like, like th they're after it, they're rising and grinding. And it's like for what? For sour strips? Like. What are we talking about? <laughs> like, who gives a shit about the fucking sour strips or the gym shorts? Give me a but fucking do they, break. But do they, how do the sour strips, um, you know, how do they optimize your, your output? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, did, well, did you listen to that, um, 
most recent uh Chapo. The one from Monday. From yesterday? Uh Monday. Uh yeah. I mean I listen I never never hold me to remember anything from anything I listened to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no worries. They're all kind of the same, anyways. They'll just kind of bleed together. But like one of the things they said is they were talking about the immortality thing that a lot of these rich people are on. And like um one of the things Matt said was like they can't even get good hair plugs. And it's true. Oh, yeah. It's like, can somebody at least like solve like I'm going bald. Can that be solved? Also like, uh other Ben is it shows that you have a mic, but it's muted. So it looks like um I think I sorry think man, I'm not used to doing this off my phone. <laughs> oh, no worries. Sli slightly different interface, different toggles and stuff. Sorry about that. Also, uh, I'm only on four hours of sleep, so no worries. You, okay, you I'm a, here. You had a knee that was so painful it was keeping you up. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I blew up. I blew up my knee. I fell off my e-bike going 20 miles an hour. My bike rolled over me, hyperextended my knee, and now I have no ACL and no uh -oh. meniscus. Oh my god! Don't tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, have have you already gotten imaging done? I'm so sorry yeah. to hear that, man. Yeah, that I got sucks. imaging done. I got a surgical consult, so I'm scheduled for surgery on December 1st. If, as long as I can uh, PT it to uh, flexible enough and not swollen enough before the surgery. Holy fuck, that's such a bummer, dude. I'm so sorry. Yes. Yeah, it's it's not the. It happened on Halloween. It wasn't the most favorite thing that happened to me that day. Yeah. And it's just been getting steadily worse. Um, I mean, parts of it, yes. No, parts of it, no. But then uh, the PT has really stirred things up uh, in some ways. But, you know, um, also, you know, like, the, you know, they, they, they give me, a, uh, you know, um, oxycodone afterwards. And I didn't want to, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, you don't want to take that for more than a couple of days. So then, then Tylenol doesn't cut it. Um, oh, I've been actually... Yeah. I'll, I, I've used uh, I've used uh, kratom or kratom, right? And that seems to work, but also makes it so I can't sleep. So I can't. So that that stuff doesn't work all the time either. So it's like I'm rotating through all sorts of different things, oh my trying to gosh. see if there's some way I can like you know sleep through the night and also be functional in the day. But it's it's you know it's fine. I mean, I've been able to work and stuff. It's just it's just very unpredictable. Some nights I can actually get some sleep. Some nights I can't. That God sucks damn. so bad. What are they going to do in the surgery? Uh, they're going to reconstruct the ACL uh, with my patellar tendon and uh, maybe sew up the uh, meniscus or do a meniscectomy and take part of it off. They won't know until they get in there. That's different than a knee replacement surgery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like less intense? Well, they, they don't put any hardware in there. Um, a knee replacement, they're actually putting in you know, this, this joint. Right, yeah. Whenever, whenever there's a knee replacement at the hospital, we have to go take an X-ray of it afterwards, and it looks tight as fuck. It's like, <laughs> damn, dude, that shit looks really sturdy. Yeah, yeah. I like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but an unbreakable knee at that point. Is that true? Like, it's so. Then, like, should people just be getting elective knee surgeries if they're rich? If they're rich enough, like knee replacements. Well, you know, uh, sometimes the body doesn't like it. That's the main problem. And that's what I see a lot. It's like people uh, sometimes don't get the flexibility back, and because uh, it doesn't, it's not the same shape as your regular knee. 
when you get a um uh you know knee arthroplasty it's just like it's a different shape and so your body doesn't it gets freaked out you know the muscles are mm-hmm. you know different lengths and everything's been disturbed so it's like you know i mean sometimes they can work out really well uh, but i don't think it's i i don't think you end up as good as you were before completely you know like if you were like you know uh uh you know, if you were a pro athlete and got a knee replacement, I don't think that, I think your future would not be uh, in the big leagues anymore. <laughs> right. Because all they're doing is is fixing like the bone, but then like the tendons and ligaments still need to like strengthen, right? And a knee yeah. replacement surgery. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you think about just how your your knee works, like there's no, it's like, it doesn't have any bolts, right? Hinge in a bolt. It's not, that's not how it works, you know? And so it's sort of replace it with something that's totally different that doesn't have the same kind of micro flexibility and like torsion and stuff. It just mm-hmm. goes forward and back. That's it. So, you know, that's it. So it's a different thing. It's not like this, um, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean it, but Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe there are people out there who have just are just the same, but I know that they look different. You can see someone's knee looks different if they've got these, this uh, new knee. Yeah. The reason I'm so like interested in this is because I recently fucked my knee like a week or like for about a month, but there was no acute incident like you had. It's just like an overuse thing, but it's gotten to the point now where I'm like, this isn't getting better. And I'm like, man, am I going to have to get surgery? Cause like, I don't have health insurance and like, I'm really scared that like, this is for real. And, um, um well, you know, uh, I mean, do you have, do you have full flexion extension? Yeah. I have full range of motion, but it's okay, like, okay, then, 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 um, then chances are you can probably actually, uh, get better. Um, it's, it's like inflammation and mostly functional. You know, um, so I, I mean, you know, I, I tore my meniscus before and then I took like glucosamine for two months and then stopped hurting and it was okay. And, you know, but I didn't have flexion for a while, but, um, and then it came back and, you know, I didn't have to get surgery. Um, I don't know any things that can balance out the muscles around the knee or, you know, and, and, and then whatever you can do to you know, take care of inflammation, you know, whatever, whatever supplements of your choice. Yeah. (laughs) Even like ibuprofen. Yeah. I mean, just just be careful your gut. So that's, that's when it becomes real is when you lose range of motion. Yeah. That's when you, uh, really that that's when it becomes hard to manage without, um, without surgery is when there's a drastic reduction in the range of motion and you're like, Oh yeah, be screwed. Okay. But mine's still like, it's discolored. Like it's kind of red and bruised and it's definitely very swollen. And it's been Did that way fall, for like fall, fall on it. Sorry. This no. is now, this is now uh, Ben's medical consult hour with Ben and Ben. <laughs> yeah, honestly uh, true. <laughs> do do uh, both can, of we you can, we can talk about this all day. Do both of you work in healthcare of some kind? Um, yeah. yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a witch doctor, so that's what I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm an acupuncturist, but I specialize in uh, injuries oh, nice. and, and orthopedics and uh, spine pain. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm because I'm one of those people. I'm I'm sort of a woo woo type person that I think most injury or like 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 Ben's talking a overstress injury and not impact injury. I'm like usually they feel like that could be through just using your body correctly and treating it right. You know. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll get better. One hundred percent. Yeah. So if there wasn't a you know, I mean, even even if say you know you 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 uh you know, you strained a tendon or something like that. I mean, basically, if if you keep, if biomechanically, um, you make sure the musculature all around the knee is, is, is really good, and that's, you know, acupuncture and or, you know, if you wanted to go dry needling, it's basically a subset of acupuncture. If you want to do that, then that, that can, that can um, make sure that all the musculature around the knee is is balanced. So it's not being torqued mm -hmm. all the time, which means it's kind of like a car with a battle line, right? You know, the tire is always getting worn in one particular place. You don't want that to happen. You want it to keep on resetting it even in evenly and, you know, yoga stretching and, 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 and that sort of thing. Um, and, but if you're doing like really intense workouts with weights, then that's going to kind of exaggerate whatever, uh, imbalanced architecture you have around the knee. And so sometimes you have to back off like, like you know, squats especially squats with weight and just do body weight for a little bit until that comes back so if, if you're you know i mean if you're if you're you know getting swole all the time and your knees fucked up all the time then sometimes you have to back off yeah, yeah. you're speaking my language yes <laughs> but i but have you know, a chiro you, 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 I, today. You, yeah. okay Can yeah they you, do I, shit I, about the knees well i mean which doctors chiro Kairos do all kinds of stuff, but I mean, your standard adjustment, no. Um, but, you know, Kairos oftentimes have all sorts of adjunctive stuff that they'll do. So, you know, and some, some of them, you know, some of them are also do acupuncture and, you know, I mean, it's basically how can you, how can you interface with the, the, the musculature to make sure that there aren't, uh, there isn't uneven tone around it. And I know how to do that with acupuncture. Um, everything else is, 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 you know, uh, to certain degrees or others for me, less direct. Um, but PTs can also do it with dry needling too, because it's, it, it's, it's a similar process. I mean, you can, you can basically just directly go to muscles that have, you know, are, are, are over tight and are deranging the patella and putting constant stress on the joint and whatever, like making the patella not track and, and all that stuff. And so you can, you can okay. you, and, yeah. Absolute, absolute last question on this. All right. I'm sorry. And then we're going to get off the knee stuff. But like, okay, I'm going to a dry needle. All your questions answered with Dr. Ben. I'm going to a, I'm going to a dry needle in Cairo this morning. So okay. they're going to, they're going to, they're, they're, they're going to like basically dry needle my quads and my calves a little bit. And that'll provide relief, you think? Yeah. Medial lateral. Well, medial lateral quads. Um, you know, you can needle um, underneath. Uh, the patella you can you know uh, work you can you can essentially do like almost uh, like like you can you can needle the lig ligaments and tendons around the knee too to like if they're inflamed basically like actually de-inflame them um, you know you can look at the hamstring so whatever it is if it's if it's calf I mean the thing is too though is oftentimes knee problems are just downstream problems from pelvic alignment problems, lower back problems. So, uh -huh. you know, if your problem really yeah. is, is, is chronic lower back and, and pelvic misalignment, then your knee is always going to be getting messed up. And if you're just looking at the knee, then. so, so it's, you know, you, you want to kind of really 
look at everything. And sometimes, you know, you're looking at both needs because, uh, you know, you're one, you're, you've been compensating for a long time. One, one side, the medial side is tight. One side, the lateral side is tight and you just want to straighten everything out. So it, uh, you know, it helps to be really comprehensive and, and non-reductive, not, not just hyper-focused on it. Um, and if they're, you know, if they're good and they're looking at things structurally and, you know, Cairo should be, then, um, then they should be able to help you figure it out. Cause the question is, okay, why is the knee this way? You know, that doesn't just happen out of nothing, right? And like knees are usually pretty happy most of the time doing what they're supposed to be doing if they're going in the direction they're supposed to be going. And so the question is, why is it unhappy? And typically that's just an unevenness of tone, like, right? It's like your structure is causing your knee to constantly hyperextend or your, 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 your structure is causing your patella to constantly track a little bit weird or, you know, too much lateral tension, medial tension all the time. And so... Um, if you ever make everything neutral and so that when you're using the knee, you're using it properly, um, and it's moving in the proper direction. And, and that, and, and when you're weight bearing, it's, it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Then that inflammation will start to go down, you know, um, relatively quickly, uh, if there's no, uh, you know, real sprain there and you don't have, uh, you know, meniscus injury or something, you know, so it, it, it should take care of itself, but a lot of it is just. You know, sometimes you have to back off so that you're not constantly stressing it while it heals and then um and then you get back into it. That's the hard part. Okay, Todd, I didn't <laughs> know you could needle ligaments. Yeah, yeah. Um actually it's it's quite helpful. Uh um there's a there's an MD version of it now where orthopedists will go and you know use a hypodermic and make little holes in the tendon and then basically that causes a pro-inflammatory reaction that tightens the tendon or ligament and, and, you know, strengthens it. Um, you can use it for tendonitis, uh, but you can do that with acupuncture. You can do that with acupuncture needle. If you're a dry needler. Hi. Well, uh, okay. Okay. Let's switch gears here. Um, <laughs> just re report back to us, you know, next time. By the oh, way, uh, introductions here. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> so this is Josh from Cincinnati. Josh. Hey, Josh. Howdy. Uh, I am, I am a, not a healthcare person. I'm just a, a woo woo guy who's into Sweet. weird stuff. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm the wooest of the woo. That's good to hear. Good to hear brother. And then yes. also we have Ben Hawes acupuncturist from Denver. Ben. Yes. Hello. Hello. Okay. So. And did uh, I hear that you were, you were, uh, 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 an acid Marxism uh, denizen. Who me? Yeah, I'm a uh, all my most ninety five percent of my Reddit participation is lurking. But I, I met yeah, Ben yeah. through there. Where yeah, what was that like? Oh, a little over a year ago, and we've just mm -hmm. stayed in touch. Um, yeah. That uh, yeah, he he uh, had the the cringeworthy balls to be like, uh, anybody want to be friends through the internet? <laughs> Yeah. It's so sad. It's so pathetic. It's, but it's, it's it's but it's real, you know. I mean, that's right. what it's that's what it should be for, right? It should be for just like hanging out with your buds, right? Yeah, and like that's how it was 15, 20 years ago, you know. Yeah. I was on like forums. Uh the big one I was on, we had this one called cincypunk.org. And it was anybody who was into anything punk, indie, alternative, whatever, mm -hmm. like we just mm -hmm. hung out there all day. It was a forum mm -hmm. and just 
goofed off. So it was like all these guys that like I got to know through goofing off during the work mm-hmm. day. But then you go out. The difference there was like it was semi local. So you go out to a show and be like, mm-hmm. oh, I know you. You're the guy with the O'Reilly Al avatar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cincy punk, baby. Yeah. Now, those were the good days of the Internet. Speaking of Cincinnati, I saw a headline on Politico a few <sighs> days ago that made me laugh. Oh, boy. Hit me. Okay. Here I'm gonna read you the the title of the article and then the subheader is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. The headline. Okay, mm-hmm. they t- they told him to change his name. Now crowds are shouting it. Okay, subheader. Aftab Parival, the young mayor of Cincinnati, has Democrats reaching for some flattering comparisons. Uh-huh. And they say okay. that flattering comparisons line, like it's a fucking mic drop. But like, if they're talking about Pete, then like, are we saying like, we're going to put you're him on. Did, did you read the article further and they talk about Pete or did you just uh, I looked, that I looked from at the headline? The, no, no, I looked at the article. They, 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 they do mention Pete twice. And what is her name? Okay. Liz Smith or some shit? Wait, uh, what about Liz Smith? Is that Pete's uh, comms director or something that apparently is working for this this mayor mm-hmm. now? Oh, did she really? Yes. Indeed. Okay, so he's gonna run for something bigger. All right, Liz Smith. But yeah, so this subheader is supposed to be read as like a mic chop, like like some flattering comparison. It's like, are we talking about Pete? Because in that case, we're talking about putting someone in a closet that we call Department of Transportation, like <laughs> fucking Anthony Fox, and just like where people go to just end their careers doing like nothing. And it's like, oh, cool. I guess you're yeah. gonna be like yeah, Pete. Wow. There's, so, this weird, there's this weird worship of losers in the Democratic Party. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. So like, like Stacey uh, Abrams, it's like, it's like, you know, if you've lost an election, like you are a superstar. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm looking for uh, I had this Beto. conversation with some friends this week. Um, I think it was after the election, just from seeing AFTAB out there. So I could talk about AFTAB for a while. Like I know him personally. Um, but Humble basically what, what you deduced from that headline is like totally reality like so <laughs> aftab uh he's a very nice guy like you meet him and he's very personable uh-huh. um but like i've i've been saying for three or four years and to give the other ben who doesn't know me some context here so i worked for five years i'm in media like just production and i worked for five years mm-hmm. for a local like news and politics, like hour long live talk show here in Cincinnati. Um, and like I, I've, I've this AFTAB guy, I've known like he is a Democratic Party climber since he won clerk of courts. In like, oh, so he's a, he's a demon. 2017, 2018. But he's, he's not he's like a leftist super or anything. nice guy veneer. Um, and like I was looking in my group chat with my friends to see if I could find it where I was talking about like he reminds me of. It was like either a Futurama or Simpsons character where like they made a candidate in a vat, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah. him, Pete Buttigieg, who are those other like losers Beto. where they're like, we still want a man, but we're trying to like fine tune the knobs of diversity to see what people will accept. Definitely. But Beto. like we it's still want one. that man to maintain the status quo. And Aftab is absolutely a climber in spite of like. You know, and he's better. Yeah, than I mean, that, that's Pete Buttigieg. You know, he's yeah. like, you know, it's like the CIA is like, uh, who who can who can be our who can be our 
our president, right? It's like, is, 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 is Jared Polis, does he get talked about that way, Ben? I mean, I mean, Polis, yeah, I mean, he's like, uh, but he's gay, so he's cool. He's, he's the, yeah, he's, he's, well, yeah, I mean, that the thing, Colorado's, you know, a little bit different, you know, but yeah, I mean, he's, um, he's honestly probably, uh, you know, He's Pete Buttigieg, but he's not um, as he's a, he's actually a real person, right? He's not he's not just like a, an American psycho, right? Where it's just like <laughs> you know, like you, you see you see nothing behind the eyes. Uh, but yes, you know, he's, yes, he's, that is you know, all these guys, yeah. But he's he's just kind of like a, a smug tech prick, you know. Um, yeah. But but you know, I mean. It's he's not the worst. He's not the worst, and he knows how to play the game. Um, I mean, po- you know, Polis would probably like, uh, you know, um, try to privatize Medicare and Social Security, right, one hundred percent, and and then say that actually uh, we're gonna we're gonna make it more efficient by uh, by putting it all into this AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, I was reading and, some election results this week. We're gonna, and, we're gonna, we're gonna blockchain it, and actually, it's gonna make more money. Yeah, and you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna, everybody's gonna have more money because we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna stop putting money into it, and then we're gonna put it into this computer that's uh, run by, uh, you know, uh, you know, this company. That, they and they're, geni- they're geniuses. They fixed it, and their they AI is it. just going to turn the money into more money. That's like and huge, oops, that company kind. was a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like I was reading some election results this week and like he was like, oh, yeah, I was against the uh, psychedelics legalization. But now that it happened. Cool. That's actually I've always been on board. And it's like, oh, cool, man. I love that. I love that yeah. when they do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how they all were with, uh, you know, with recreational weed. And uh-huh. then, that's and how Hickenlooper's then... bitch ass was. And he fucking texted that, or tweeted this week. Uh, this is going to end in 10 minutes. We'll have to log out. He fucking tweeted this week, uh, American people are in favor of legalization. Now it's time for Congress to act. And it's like, well, geez, I wish this dude knew someone in Congress, man. John fucking Hickenlooper's <laughs> bitch ass. It's like, give me a fucking break. I like how Zoom won't record for longer than 40 minutes because it's literally a protection racket. They're like, but if you subscribe to uh, give us $10 a month, isn't that literally an extortion? Yeah, I mean, it should be a utility, obviously. But. Right. Anyways, so uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, who wants who wants to come and grow mescaline and uh, ayahuasca and uh, mushrooms in Colorado now? Yeah, I noticed it's, that it's LSD wasn't on that list. No, no, it has to it has it has to come out of the ground, man. I mean, there has to be limits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What even is that law? I tried to read it. Is it like okay, it's recreational now, or I don't even understand? Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically it's like, uh, well, it, it, it it's basically says the Department of Regulatory Agencies uh, is going to have a mandate to now create a framework to have these therapy centers where you can uh, dispense, supervise this all this stuff. Um, uh, but you, there's no market for it. So, you, so no one's going to be able to buy any of, uh, the psychedelics, but you can, they can all grow it. So I guess every, like you're going to go to a therapy center and they're going to have their own mushroom grow basement, 
you know, oh, or they're going to have somebody that they have hired, but they, you can, you can maybe pay somebody for their labor, but you can't buy their mushrooms. So it's, uh, it, that's kind of how it's going to be, you know, can you grow them as an individual? Do you know? Yes. Yes. You can grow all oh, of these things now as an individual. You can grow peyote, you can grow wow. mushrooms, you can grow, uh, ibogaine, you can grow, oh, uh, you know, uh, ayahuasca. Now we're that's, talking. Um, that's like a much more progressive rendition of these types of laws than like a lot of places like Ohio. We have medical marijuana, but you can't grow your own. Mm-hmm. And they made sure that like only the already like vertically integrated national companies <laughs> yeah. that have worked their way into other legal states can sell it. Um, right. So that's that's purely the 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 graft money train like. Uh, oh, you know, we'll have medical because it's 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 because it's profitable now, right? So, but is that even I, a problem? If if it were to just get legalized right now in the absolute cor- most corrupt way, wouldn't we still be better off? Oh, for sure. And th- you know, there's no there's no uh, you know there's no uh, conscientious consumption under capitalism, right? It's like it's all going to end up sh- shitty. Yeah. In the end, it's all going to end up screwing you because that's just how the money gets made, right? I mean, that's the most efficient way to make money is to make sure that you have a bad time, uh, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, right? Uh, you know, when, when you look at your life, if you're feeling oppressed, that that's the, that that's that's guaranteeing that someone's making money. So, you know, um, I mean, so I actually, we have, I, I have, I have a good friend who's, uh, works for Maps. Um, if you know who, who Maps is, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the pro pro legalization psychedelics organization, and they do research and stuff. And there was a competing bill that uh, I guess safeguarded uh, the psychedelics use and and somehow was going to prevent uh, you know the the forces of big mushroom from coming in and <laughs> and monopolizing everything. And they were like, "Don't vote for this other bill." And everybody else was like, "Are you crazy?" Like, yeah. mm-hmm. come on, we have a chance to legalize yeah. everything. I heard I heard that's what happened in Arkansas as well. Some pro-legalization um, outfits or whatever were campaigning against it because they were like, it wasn't it wasn't that progressive. Ha- that enough happened or in California for a long time, too, yeah. uh, where where basically, uh, you know, growers in Humboldt County were like, uh, no, actually, uh, legal marijuana is bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know, we went through a round or two of that in Ohio be, as well. It's going to be so much worse for you when you're not buying it from me on the black market, bro. I feel like Ohio should be like one of the next ones for full legalization of of cannabis or all the yeah. psychedelics. Because the still... psychedelics are a long way. No, no, no. Here. Cannabis, cannabis. Is yeah. it still Mike DeWine or whatever? Sure is. He and just won who... last week. Now who's he? Fucking he... loser, Nan Whaley. Talk about Democratic losers. Jesus Christ. Nan Whaley. See, I even I haven't even ever heard that name in my life. That's right, how much right. of a loser this person is. I mean, again, I worked in news up until February. Like this was my life, and I didn't hear a peep from her the entire election season. But anyway, yeah, he won again. So, so is Dewine like a Trump psycho, or is he like a fucking Mitt Romney? He's, um, he's the kind of Republican who's like, oh, I'm just a G shucks nice guy, but I'm gonna sign any psychotic bill you put across my desk that says we have to like check trans kids genitals or whatever <laughs> like, mm. which is a real bill here so uh, he's not like fully postmodern, like um depraved like ron no, DeSantis. No. he's not like a q psycho 
but because like, I feel like DeSantis would be more inclined to legalize because he's on the Matt Gates like it's over, baby, completely postmodern. There are no morals anymore, and like Gates really wants to legalize weed. Mm-hmm. But Dewine yeah, isn't on uh, that but train. They, again, I don't know. I like, feel like DeSantis is transitional to me. Like I feel like he's not fully there. Like yeah, Gates would be like the next depraved like flavor of psycho. I feel like DeSantis Santis is cosplaying as that, but he's not. Yeah. His heart's not really in it, you know. He's not really. He's just. He's, he's just the new skin on the old model, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, Gates would Gates would really be like, yeah, the that would be the next shift where you just where it's 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 almost completely incomprehensible politics, right? This is a black yeah. box. Like DeSantis, you can see exactly what's going through him. Like every single thing he does. You can trace it back and understand exactly why he's doing it. Matt Gates, it's like that. I mean, that's like popcorn baby. Like, who knows what's going to come out of that guy, right? Yeah, real, real wild card stuff. Who has, <laughs> who have, who has leverage over him because he like trafficked, you know, a kid in front of them. And he yeah, is really. the way. <laughs> he, he is the way. I mean, it's like it's like uh, you know, he is the sort of like Nazis on acid, you know, uh, next next gen. I don't know if I'd agree with that because DeSantis no. is the one that everybody's trying to make happen. It's like, dude, they're really trying to make him happen. And I'm like, no, bro, it's Which Trump. Which makes me think he's Trump. not. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. They're, they're redoing the 2015 primary thing where they're like, the media is just like, oh, if we just act like this isn't happening, then it won't be. Yeah, Trump is the mutation. Right. Trump is the mutation. And then, he's everything. And then, he's everything. Yeah. Trump is the Trump is the mutation. DeSantis is still a pre-Trump character. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, who's just trying to wear. I mean, literally trying to wear Trump's skin. Literally, he's trying to morph into Trump. He's like taking over the, the stance, you know, the way he walks and talks like like his literally hands. He's, yeah, exactly. Literally, he's trying to like 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 a, you know, you know cinderella's sisters trying to force himself into that shoe right <laughs> like just chopping off bits of himself and smushing them in and saying see look i'm just like him but he's not he's he's still like a, a machine politician you know like trump is the mutation that's going to spawn this new thing and, and it's he's spawn everything but josh you so, think do you think you think trump is uh winning in 24 the primary i i'm not in the prediction game but like i i just don't see how it's any other way uh but i mean who who knows like if maybe the media does keep him out which i can't, i find that hard to believe it's like as soon as they start seeing again like oh yeah this guy really draws eyeballs uh, i think they're gonna bring him back and yeah i mean yeah. that'd be my guess but again like i don't i'm not who knows what happens in two years <laughs> We're about to be kicked but, off. But I do, a... I do agree with all that. Like, are we like... coming back? Are we coming back? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, nobody, okay. nobody has the Trump juice, you know. Oh no way! He's everything, bro. Yeah. Um... Okay, I'll send a new link now. Okay. All right. All right. I'm here. Hello. Um. <laughs> I am here. Yeah, man, you're knee- don't worry. You won't need a knee replacement or surgery. You It'll think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just like, it's like back off, heal a little bit, make everything good, and then come back again. You know, it's, it, it's, it, it, you're, it, as long as you haven't ruptured anything. 
I really think that because I just got through with this yoga teacher training that was like three months and it was like pretty rigorous. And I think that's what did it because I tried to still lift throughout all of it because, you know, I, Uh, I got I got to keep my body, baby. Without my body, I'm yeah, nothing, yeah. you know, and I think I was just pulling my body in two different directions, like lifting on the one hand and like yoga and stretching It's, on the I other. think it, it, you may have just had repetitive use, right? And, uh, you know, that, that could just be it. You know, you, it's just, it's just a bit too much because I mean, the thing is like, you know, the lifting, the weight, you know, is it, 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 you're like remodeling your body with yoga and When you're, whenever you're remodeling, you're going to be in this halfway position where you're, you're partly stretched out, but you're more unstable until you completely restabilize. It's like you're, 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 you're re, redoing everything. And then that's when you're most vulnerable. Um, so, you know, that's when you just back off and, you know, keep working on structure and then come back again. And then when you start do, doing weight again, right? then your that weight's going on a correct structure and it won't cause problems and we'll we'll build things evenly to stabilize that good structure so I agree and, and uh Josh we're back on the knees baby oh uh, yeah um can I can I I, I want to steer for one second back to <laughs> go ahead that article you were talking about I looked it up while in that little interim there okay uh I just want to like read the opening of it And then, and then get to like whatever it is you wanted us here for today. Uh, th this is the Aftab Pureval, the mayor of Cincinnati article. Uh, it was 16 minutes past noon and the mayor had already downed a shot of orange liqueur mixed with monster oh energy drink when the local tailgate tycoon, commonly called Bangle Jim, <laughs> handed him a microphone. Cincinnati, this year, we're taking it all. The drinking, cigar-smoking, chili dog-chomping crowd responded with a roar, and the mayor concluded with a salty call to arms. Let's fucking go! LFG, <laughs> fam. Oh, Last man, Pure of All is the half-Indian, half-Tibetan, six-foot-three, just-turned-40-year-old, who has been the mayor here for not even a year, but in that time has been to the White House more often than most members of Congress, where he worked Democrats often lament when they see a lack of bench of much of a roster of prospects, et cetera. And you could just fill in the blanks from there. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. God. Yeah, no, this is, so this is Pete. This is like, this is like just a minor revision yeah. of Pete. This is 2.1. This is like 1.1. What yeah, if instead like, of gay, he yeah. was Indian? Yeah. yeah. The yeah, one other it. thing I'll say about him is like, cause you know, these guys, they want like a little bit of ID poll mixed in, but they uh -huh. like, they still want it to be their culture, their status quo. Cause like, yeah. He, he he is you know a man of color and like that does have like it's in you know implicit differences but like when you meet him you're like you're white you're socialized <laughs> you know yeah yeah and that's what they want they don't want you know a real like a real person from outside of like upper middle class to rich you know white social constructs because that's what they want to maintain they're they're white supremacists just as much as the republicans Oh man, dude, Nancy Pelosi, just Nancy fucking Pelosi. I'm sorry, I can't. We're not supposed to. Well, they say it on Chapo sometimes. It's like you're 85 years old. Can you just, you know, I don't know if it's illegal to say this or not, but it's like, can you just sort of pass on <laughs> to the next realm, so to speak? I think, and you, I think, I think you can request passionate release, and that that is that is legal. <laughs> But, okay, 
now let us Compassion, talk about compassionate release. We we request that she be compassionate release. Be released. I like that uh, verbiage from 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 this mortal of, coil. From this mortal coil, exactly. Yeah, she. Uh, we 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 request that she be uh, ushered on to her uh, final. Uh, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, place. this is elder abuse at this point. As yes. much as as much as we all suffer her existence, I'm sure she yes, she even. suffers yes, exactly. so much more. She's with may, herself may 24 she be hours. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. Wait. I want to ask about the crap the the yoga crap that I uh convened this meeting for. But first, okay. really quickly, Josh, I have not listened yet. What's going on with the Adam Friedland show? Is it like come town? What is it like? I don't know if you want to open me up to talk about that because it's, I think, one of the, like the most like beautiful works of comedy since like Andy Kaufman. It's like that's no what way. they're doing is Andy Kaufman level shit where you're like, what is real? What is happening? <laughs> Ad- Wait, the new show, Adam Friedland yeah. show. Wait, you think it's so it's good? It's it's sort of like an Andy Kaufman meets like Tim Heidecker type of thing. Um, where like oh, there's just more... like 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 I want somebody to be like the keeper of the wiki lore <laughs> of the show. Uh it's like that kind of vibe that they're doing. Wait, is it like narrative almost? Not I mean, some of the, I think a lot of this is just because I'm way headier than most people. Like most people, are like this fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is beautiful. This is like, <laughs> like I it's I think they're purposefully doing like the longest, most expensive bit they can come up with. <laughs> are, does Nick like, ever go just on there? Blowing money to like build a studio, build a set, and then the first quote unquote episode fucking sucked, and it was just Nick drunk saying the most offensive things i've heard him say in like four years <laughs> where it's like the months leading up to that like we're gonna pivot to center left we want to be acceptable we want to be normal <laughs> it was great i love I got, it i gotta listen to an episode i just feel like it'll be depressing because it'll just remind me like oh calm down's dead now <laughs> yeah i think it's great okay like they figured oh. out how to like evolve the medium a little bit so that was come town corner. And <laughs> That's the update. Yeah. Now All right. So I've been doing this yoga teacher training for the past like 3 months and it's just been like made me think a lot about like self-help industry more so than I guess I already had been. It's just made me feel fucking bummed. Um every time I'm in that room with all those people I just feel like uh well, whatever. Who gives a shit? Um, all right. <clears throat> Let me start it here. Okay. There's this yogi influencer or whatever. And on their social, they were like, choose yourself first. Okay. So that's one thing. Choose yourself first. Then there's this other guy, Baron Baptiste. He just started this podcast a few weeks ago. Because, I mean, that's all anyone can do at this point. And one of the episodes, he he named it was like, how to not care about upsetting people. Okay, so we got choose. He's the hot yoga guy, right? Yeah, he's a sexual predator, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's the the creepy hot yoga guy. He's not as much of a predator as Bikram, but yeah, he's a fucking, yeah. Okay, so uh, we've got choose yourself first. We've got how to. What's his Instagram? Keep going. (laughs) Okay, so we've got choose yourself first. We've got how to not care about upsetting people. 
um, then for one of our things, we were doing this, uh, reading this Don Miguel Ruiz, you know, the guy that wrote the four agreements, he wrote a different book called like the fifth agreement or something. And one of the things he said in there was like, it's hard to just focus on, like, just meditate, just be present because you'll be like, oh, but I'm not good enough or oh, but there's so much suffering in the world. There's so much people living in hunger in the world. How can I focus on myself? So he says that like condescendingly, like you shouldn't worry about that. So we've got choose yourself first, how to not care about upsetting people. We've got don't worry about all the hungry people in the world. And then this will be the last one. I was at the gas station and you know those little ideology screens they put on the gas pump? Um, Yeah. What? <laughs> where Ours you know they just ads. have a little yeah ads. I was being, I was joking, but yeah. <laughs> and like, there was an ad. I thought they were putting like affirmations <laughs> on yours. So there was this like self help influencer on the gas pump TV screen, and what what she was talking about was like, do you have toxic friends? How three signs to say if you should stop being friends with someone. Or like how to get rid of toxic friends. So basically, we've got choose yourself first. Don't care about upsetting people. Don't care about the hungry people in the world. And you should get rid of your friends if if the relationship is at all difficult, which it's relationships almost, all definitionally are because you're it's, dealing. It, it's as if all the cults are converging into just a generic, uh, like like endless borderless overarching uh cult vibe it's like it's like this cult culture right that is just it's like where everything is like you're getting this unified message from everywhere become isolated abandon yes, your friends yes. that's one of the big you. things of cults is they try like, to isolate you but it's it's like they're all the cults are converging like before it's like you would have you'd be in one cult right but here it's just like all the cults are just converging and overlapping and intermeshing with each other. So it's like an MLM network of cults. So it doesn't matter who you go with. They all kind of just support each other, you know, and it's because it's all the same message. Like everybody's harmonizing, you know, just like, you know, like, like, like a, like a flock of birds in flight. They're all harmonizing on the same message and refining themselves because like, this is, this is, you know, somehow an important stage of capitalism right now is to, is to create this uh, religious uh, conduit of like uh, you know dark Buddhism. Right? It's like, yes, that's like, exactly what it is. Right? Dark it's Buddhism. Like, it's yes, like all all the mindfulness and uh, spiritual power you could ever want without any of the compassion. Hang on, give me a sec. I'll be right back. Yeah, I, I goddamn, I have so many thoughts from uh, what Ben said because like because the, because they fully. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very complicated because this, like like so many other things in the self help world, if you if you stick to just the surface of basically even like everything Ben just said, it's like that's I think there's fundamental truth in like in that like the one that stands out is um, something about like focusing on yourself, and this is something I feel I I've I've had to learn is that. I, I do believe if you don't take care of like your own wellness, you're going to be, you can easily be caught up in the anxiety of like, everything's so terrible. There's so many of problems. Course. I got to fix them all. Yeah. And like taking care of yourself 
will make you better prepared to tackle whichever ones you do have control over that are bigger than you. Of course. Like I feel yeah. like there's a fundamental truth in that. Yeah. But these people don't mean it that way. They mean only listen to me because I need you to spend money on my brand. I think <laughs> you know? I think they might mean it. I think they might mean it that way. I just my this is going to sound fucked up, but I just don't give the majority of the people into like this environment the benefit of the doubt to take the nuance. I think rather a lot of this is just a toolkit for how to make yourself feel okay when you're actually how to call selfishness virtue in effect. You know what I mean? Well, because there is though, there is no way to be nuanced online. You know, you can't have nuance until you do like what we're doing, a long form sit down conversation. Uh, And even a podcast, you're a third party observer. You're not a participant who's going to, you know, whatever. And like, I mean, I I just uh, talked to a buddy for for my own podcast this week, and we were just talking about how like acutely just like our bullshit detectors are refined, you know. So Uh I I looked up like that Baron Baptiste guy, and just I'm just scrolling through his Instagram posts, and he has like, uh, one picture is like George Floyd with a Department of Justice logo behind him and some screed about like justice has been served. And then two posts later is a guy with an American flag spread over his back. It's like, okay, this guy's bullshit. You know? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, I don't need to know anything else about this guy. Like my <laughs> bullshit meter is just off the charts. Like, I don't need to listen to that guy, you know? Yeah. But I mean, but it, it... Another thing is, like, you're saying, like, there is truth to it. Like, we need to, uh, whatever, get ourselves right before we can go into the world. So, like, often I wonder, like... But this is... Right, okay. Yeah. Well, just if we're too negative, basically. If, if the entire sphere of the internet that we sort of reside in is, in fact, too much in the opposite way. And it's like... A lot of uh, Chapo, anything like that, it is like obsessed with negativity and like pointing out everything that's wrong, right? So that's also like mm-hmm. a bummer. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the truth of it is also the lie, right? Because, um, you know, the, the truth of it is essentially because, you know, people, I think, generally feel bad thinking about how bad everybody else is doing too. most normal people right they're like if everything if you feel like everything sucks and everybody around you is hurting like that doesn't make you feel good right and you're like well you know, how do we make it anything better and it's like i don't know you know and so that can you know that can drive you crazy and so then it's like some you know to 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 then have some kind of practice where at least you know you you can feel like you can you know get up in the morning and, you know, get things in order. And, you know, you can at least not be, not be crushed under the burden of the suffering that you, you feel in yourself and other people, you know, um, that's true, but only if it's essentially so that you can be a good and useful person. Right. And, 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 and you want to actually be part of this larger whole, this, you know, this, this, brotherhood and sisterhood of, of of humankind right but this is like using that language in the service of this uh you know vertical 
right? Where it's like, you're not, they're not teaching you how to be, you know, uh, a, a community of helpful, horizontally integrated, uh, you know, uh, like a sangha, right? They're like, how can you be a feeder farm, uh, an MLM feeder farm for my, uh, you know, for my mm-hmm. empire, yeah. right? And so yeah. everything is directed upwards towards the celebrity. It's not directed towards each other, right? And so that's the, that's the difference, right? And like the scary thing you have to admit to yourself, just because you keep using it as a point of reference, is like even Chapo, whether they want to be or not, is part of what you just described. Like Isolating. If they, well, if they, so they, they found, oh, we make this wonderful living, this very comfortable living off of this, yeah, like cynical riffing we do. And if they pivoted away from that and were like, we're just going to be cringe positivity and their money starts <laughs> dropping, they're going to go, oh, fuck, we got to go back to the cynical thing. Their goal is to keep you paralyzed, whether they want to or not. So it's up to you to decide like, OK, that's an hour of entertainment. And then I walk away from it and it's not who I am, you know, outside of that. And that's, I think, like the kind of the harm to like their less emotionally regulated audiences it probably does create a lot of people who are just like well everything's terrible gonna keep diving down you know but i mean in some ways that's similar to the news though too right yeah it has the same function which is just to make you feel sick to your stomach so you know even if it's 100 percent true even if it's not being somehow being ideologically shaped and in in process before it gets to you it's still like you know, shit's bad. I feel bad, man. Right. You know, and, and so analysis um, and keeping you watching or listening. Is, I mean, that's why, goal, you know, whether I, explicit like, or not, you know, I mean, like, I'm not sure why a lot of people like were drawn to what Christman was doing. Right. Which was like trying to create actually the, the part that, 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 that could be helpful. That could point to thinking about what would be the way out either individually or, or together. Right. And, uh, you know, and at least Chapo, you know, it's like, we're going to support this union. You know, here's like Lincoln bio, like Lincoln, like Lincoln, the show, show notes, whatever, um, to support this or that. And they, you know, raise some money. And, um, but I don't, you know, I mean, the thing is, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, what is to be done will drive you crazy. Right. And that's like every internet communist is like completely, you know, just, you know, is just, has, has just, you know, curdled themselves into personality disorder over like how you know their own self-importance of thinking that they can they can you know fix this and they know how to yes and their hatred their hatred of everybody Mm. that they're that they're not on the same page and not like making them epic yes and not making everything epic and they're just like and 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 you know they they hate themselves because they they aren't they aren't lenin yet and they hate everybody else because they're not making helping them be Lenin and, and right. And so they're posting and, as hard as they can. And it's yeah, yeah, posting you know, yeah. so hard. Yeah. Yeah. If I just, if I just like, you know, uh, if, if, if I just like try to just, you know, cut everybody off at the knees and make sure that nothing, uh, nothing impure gets through, then, then, you know, uh, a, a new world is possible. But that's the thing is like, I have a lot of trouble compartmentalizing like the fucking, listening to Chapo, mm. like I think of them basically as like, this is the truth. Mm. Um, they're my higher power. 
And that's really... I mean, that self-awareness is a good first step. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Um, But... Okay, and then, like, Felix said on this two weeks ago, the one that they did about masculinity and the self-masculinity I thought groups. that was actually a great episode. What oh, yeah, it was yeah. wonderful. But, like, the first... Uh, towards the beginning, Felix says... We live in a post-friendship world. Do either of y'all remember him saying that? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, is he actually is he di is he diagnosing a problem, or is he in fact making it into existence? Because mm. yeah, like we're talking, they get money off of being cynical like that. But it's like, <laughs> should I be listening to the people people who say we live in a post friendship world? Is that even Keeping true? You convinced that like, no, we are your friends, even though like again, yeah. I don't think they explicitly mean any ill intent in that. It's just they're part of the same machine as the rest of us, you know. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's, you know, there, there's, there's, there's like the. It's almost like the bitter truth is, you know, the bitter truth is, 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 is a bitter pill, right? It's supposed to be medicinal, right? It's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to wake you up. But then once you're woken up, if you keep on eating it, then you're just yeah. going to basically get fried. Yeah. Right? And, um, and it, it, you know, you have to kind of stop. Once you've been woken up, you have to stop taking, you know, that, that the, the medicine, right? When and you, then, when then, you get the message, hang up the phone. When you get the yeah, message, hang up the like, phone. Or like, uh. You know, right. if, if Neo woke up in that vat and instead of joining the people on that ship or whatever and fighting back, he just sat in the vat and was like, look at these horrors beyond comprehension. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, started, it just started journaling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, or, or, it's just, or, or just like woke up and then just like send me back in. I'm going to I'm going to like I'm going to tell everybody about this on my blog. Yeah. Right. And then, and then he, and you know, and then he just becomes it becomes network where he basically just like monetizes it, right? I mean, network. I, I, everything goes back to that movie. Yeah. It's like amazing, you know, how they nailed it. I mean, it was like, it's it's the truth. If you want to know what the truth, that's essentially like Chapo. You know, Chapo is 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 basically in that same vein where they are they are doing the thing that they deride, but they are also useful because they keep on telling you what it is that you're seeing and watching, but also you fall into it, right? So it's like you feel like shit, but also you understand that you feel like shit. So it's doing both, right? But you also have to like, you have to understand what its place is and if it has a place, right? And so I think, you know, it's like anything else, like the news, right? Like news should be useful. But if you're like constantly on Twitter, constantly on news sites, constantly like trying to make sure that you you're up on every single thing that happens. Well, then you're like, you, 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 you get sick, you know, and you're, you're wasting your life. Um, and, uh, quite, and so like, I think this, the, the logging off the grill pilling, um, all this stuff is, is, is useful, but it's like, these things are intention, right? These things are intention. You can't just say, Oh, I, I don't, I never need news anymore. Right. <laughs> right yeah. but also uh you know you can't just become uh you know uh a human aggregator and hope that that turns into um uh some 
you know, you, you, that, that, that somehow all of that harmonizes and produces out of it, uh, you know, some sort of, of action or feeling of meaning or, 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 you know, good. Cause it, 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 it won't. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's just this free floating, you know, constantly shifting, uh, you know, malaise. And so, um, but I mean, the thing is, it's like, if you can, you know, reaction, reaction is always going to be the most seductive thing, right? It's like, oh, this thing, you can feel how it's making you feel. So obviously the solution is to completely cut it off and go in, in the other direction, which yeah. also is, is, mm. is, is wrong and imbalanced, but um, it produces clarity and clarity uh, can be a very effective tool, you know, uh, simplification and reduction can be a very effective tools. So that's what the wellness industry, right. Is, uh, you know, um, it, it's, it, it, it produces like the clean your room thing. It's like, there's a certain clarity in that. That's, that can be very helpful. It's just, what is the valence? What is the direction? Um, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the rub, right? Is it, is it directing you to eventually figure out a way to be, you know, be, be clear with other people or is it directing you to um be clear and be thankful for your uh you know you know your your um you know your 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 guru your uh parasocial friend your um you know your uh your internet sponsor that you are now giving money to exactly is it directing you to further further worship up the hierarchy of the the mlm that you've been yeah uh, wrapped into. yeah and then in that in that conspirituality episode about aubrey marcus <laughs> uh they they were saying remember he said like um in a world where everything is just you have to show what you do otherwise it's not real then you can never actually have the revelation you always just have to show yourself having the revelation so they're never actually this this sort of self-help grift paradigm it's you can't you can't transcend it because then it just like wouldn't exist anymore right you have to show yourself staying in there or something does that make sense yeah i mean it's 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 like it's like if you're always photographing reality you're never in it you know and 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 if you're always uh um uh performing uh, you know, if you're always performing in life, then you're never in it. You know, that's like, it's antithetical. Right. And so it's, I mean, that's you know, to, to get, to get back to Wu, uh, you know, <laughs> it, uh, you know, the, the Tao Te Ching, it's those that know, don't say those that say, don't know. It's always true. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, you know, to a certain extent, what, unless it's not, but, it's you know it's a decent rule of thumb um you know and this is like the cutting through spiritual materialism by uh chogim trungpa you know all of this has happened before we're just in this now uh you know eternal recurrence of of vibes it's always we're always going to be alternating between the 70s the 80s and the 90s now it's just like it's just you know it's just like we're just gonna and just gonna alternate faster so every two years is going to be one of these decades and it's just, uh, you know, and so, and so yeah. like the wellness industry, like it's just the seventies all over again. It's just like, you know, the, 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 the finding sucker in, uh, in, in, in a cult and, um, and, or, uh, in the trappings of spirituality, because you, you know, you feel like you can buy your way into feeling, uh, like, like your life is okay because 
to actually do otherwise is to confront, actually confront society or confront suffering and misery in others. And that's terrible. Why would you want to have to care about others? It's so much better to just like, you know, light your candle, do your intentions, uh, buy your shit at Whole Foods, uh, you know, um, and then, you know, uh, you know, watch, watch every single YouTube uh, that gets pushed into your head um, as you, you know, as you go through the algorithm um, and, uh, you know, uh, feel, feel more and more spiritual. Sucker is a good word. I'm going to try to use that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, as you keep naming guys, I'm like, just like quickly sort of like doing my research list of guys their instagrams and now i'm on aubrey marcus and just his thumbnails it's it's clear like this this guy had an ideological agenda just from the thumbnails it's like top one is uh joe rogan mentioning him Mm -hmm. then there's one with some bearded guy and the caption (laughs) is this is the problem with woke culture um then there's uh a conventionally attractive white woman um and her quote is, the egg does not chase the sperm, which I'm sure <laughs> is her saying masculinity is all about male domination. Yeah, it's very women. trad. It's very trad. Yeah, like some trad bullshit. So it's like, I, I guess what Hindu, I'm getting it's, at is like, it's, pay it's no like mind. Hindu trad. It's yoga trad. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like as soon as you realize it's bullshit, like pay no mind, just out of sight, out of mind. Fuck these guys. He's got 704,000 followers. Okay, whatever. Who fucking cares? <laughs> he's he's the arch demon of Austin becoming evil. Yeah, but like I just I don't know. I just like I try to keep an emotional distance from how much this shit annoys me, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely don't. Sort of an ironic disattachment, dis- detachment. Um because I need to do better at the at end of that. the day yeah this guy's grifting but it's like i'm not i'm not gonna be able to take him down <laughs> you know and it's like what would that do for me uh sort of in any way uh either whether it's i'm also trying to like climb the hierarchical marketplace ladder or spiritually like uh, so like and this is just me kind of riffing through my own evolution on this i feel like ben i don't want to like put words or feelings in your in your head but like i get a sense it it feels like you're in a place i felt like i was in like two to four years ago (laughs) just feeling like paralyzed by by the online-ness of the world and i'm i've been slowly i feel like working my way out a little and a lot of it is just like emotionally detaching from what feels bigger than it really is because it's shoved in your face all the time you know has the improv helped a lot with that honestly like it's it's cringe but yes because i'm like it's just going out and being around not so online people uh is part of it i mean a lot of it's just reading reading things that aren't you know of the cultural zeitgeist of the internet sphere that i live in um but i'm like some yeah i think the pandemic sort of like drove me to rock bottom of that shit i feel like because i i was a single 30 something male who couldn't fucking leave the house for a year and a half. What am I going to do? I'm going to drive myself fucking insane on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then as I started um, and like, I'm, I'm lucky that I, I have like a material safety net in that, like when I hit rock bottom, 
my parents were like, um, well, we're not emotionally supportive, but like we can help pay the bills of this massive amount of therapy and drugs you need. Yeah, exactly. Um, and as I started to balance out a little, I, I do feel like just being like, uh, more in-person shit, just like figuring out, um, how to, yeah, be around people who aren't of my same cynical internet culture brain. <laughs> it's yeah. like, has has helped me i feel like a lot more in person shit yeah I, I, can i just say one thing here that that's reminding me of it's like for me like the pandemic that's when i started uh attending like uh like zoom like zen meditation and and and, and retreats I, because i hadn't i hadn't attended in person for a long time because i was living in the middle of nowhere in colorado like four and a half hours from the closest city for a long time southwest and um, and then, so the pandemic, I discovered, you know, because everybody was going on to Zoom, right? Because they had to. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, for me, actually just sitting completely silently with, you know, all these strangers virtually um, was uh, incredible for me because like, you know, whenever I get together with people, uh, you know, a lot of times in person, people are just talking about like, if they're not internet people, they're just talking about whatever is on, like, whatever, MSNBC. I don't even know what people read, right? Or, or like, watch. Um, and, and, and for, you know, they were just, you know, they'd be talking about, like, normie news shit. And then you get together with, like, people who try to do in-person stuff with, like, um, you know, internet people. And then sometimes it's, like, you just sort of riff on, you know, whatever the podcast is, you know, whether it's Chapo or something. And then it's, like, you know, you're just kind of, you don't know what else to say. Because I think we, we are sort of in this, we don't know what to say anymore with each other in a lot of ways. And so no, I don't, I have about know, an hour of a material with any person I meet, but like have, <laughs> but being in, being with people where you all have a structure that you're doing something, that's the cure. So like yeah. the, you said, you're doing improv. Yeah. You all know what you're doing. You're doing mm -hmm. this thing. So, I mean, the kind of like just messing around with people stuff and it also could be just you know my age or whatever but i mean like um where you're doing just sort of a shared project together where you're trying to create something good with each other um that is the real cure to me yeah you know whatever it is it doesn't have to be building building the based uh you know future uh in revolutionary action it can be but i don't know how that would happen right now but it can be doing improv with your buds. It can be just sitting in silence. Yoga class? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yoga class. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I guess so. Yeah, that would be, the, that would be a similar thing. Yoga is um, a trickier one because yeah, it because... so quickly overlaps with the, the weird yeah, marketplace. And even improv, it's like a pay-to-play weird thing. And that's part of, I think... Oh, is it? Like okay. accepting that there are no non-commodified spaces. Yeah, I mean, you have to pay to be there. Yeah, is one of the first steps I think to getting offline. Is just being like, this is the world I live in. Every space is commodified. So if I want to build community, it fucking sucks. But I have to give money to some asshole. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I have to go past that barrier. Um, I that was something I had to accept. I think. I mean, there are places that are still donation only, right? That are supported, yeah. you know. I, I and... think I'm just saying, broadly speaking, yeah, sure, for sure. Because yeah. that's like that is, I think, just a kind of sticking point or a place I got stuck is I was just so frustrated with like it. Just feels like every place is commodified. Ah, so it's yeah, just stay inside. I, <laughs> like... Yeah, I mean, it's yeah for me like there's my my old the old you know uh, 
the, this, this, the school of Zen that I, I trained in a long time ago, like they have become completely apified and, um, and it just, it was, it, I started to get, you know, uh, I guess I started to get fucked vibes. Right. It was like, I started mm-hmm. to like, feel like, okay, this is now like, it's become this thing where it's like, before it was like a donation. And now it's like, no, you pay this membership to, and then you get this app and it makes everything like, you know, at your fingertips and all the talks and all this sort of stuff. Um, and there, there was something about it that I, and maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's just me because I'm, I'm a relic from a former world being a Gen Xer. Right. Um, but there's like, there's something about it that was like really just heartbreaking to me. And, and, and it was like, felt, uh, it felt really weird. And so, and then I found like kind of a offshoot that was just people, you know, meditating free together. And then, you know, if you wanted to help contribute to like keeping the zoom going and keeping everything going, you know, there's a link, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and it's like when they had retreats, it was like requested this amount. And if you could pay more, so other people who can't pay it can do it, you know, and it's like one of these things where it's a mutual, still feels like mutual aid still feels like, people are doing this voluntarily, but it's very rare because, you know, I mean, we're all, there's so much less material out there for regular people to have a little excess that it's like, everybody's got to make sure that you paid first to, to keep the thing going. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's like, because it's not the cultural norm, it's not the economic system we live in. You have to really hunt for it and really want to find people who do. Uh, We're, we're, this thing's gonna run out of time again. Sorry, in a minute and thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, let's start a new meeting and then say goodbye. Yeah, I okay. have to. I, I'm gonna have to go in like probably fifteen minutes, but I can hang around for that. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't want to get cut off, so I'll, I'll hop back on for just a few more minutes. Uh, okay, because I don't want to just immediately cut off here. <laughs> All right, I'll send a new one. Here we go. Yeah. Yo, what's up? I'm back. I'm back, baby. Man, Aaron Carter, that was fucking sad, dude. Did they <laughs> yeah. ever figure out what happened to him? Uh, I don't know. I didn't follow up on it. I was, I was just kind of like, yeah, I can fill in the blanks. This is, yeah, not you a good situation. You think he died from drugs? Probably. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> All these sort of everything tax over time. Uh, let me see. I'm looking it up right now. No. Hey. Hello. Yep. So, uh, all right. I'm just going to say one last thing. Let's wrap it up. All right. So, um, um, you know, the 20 minute talk by David Foster Wallace, uh, Mm. this is water. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, what we were talking about, how, this self-help grift perpetuates itself. I don't know if when I'm listening to that, if I'm hearing any um, like quote unquote solutions for any of life's problems, so much as I am listening to a very good description of what's wrong with this one man's brain, i.e. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't take it on his word that the problems he lays out not the solutions, but the problems he lays out are, in fact, the problems. And somebody close to me this past week, I've been in a really bad spot since I moved here and started this yoga teacher training. I'm just like... Uh, Wait, where did yeah. you move? Are you not 
in Austin? I moved to New Orleans three months ago. Oh, okay. And um, so somebody said to me this past week, they were like, do you even want to be happy? And it's true. Mm. It's like, um, I just, we can get wrapped up into this cycle of, I guess, thinking there's a problem that needs to be fixed. And as we're saying, all these different parts of culture now are more than happy to tell you that that's the case. Uh, so <laughs> absolutely. you were talking about dark Buddhism. This is, yes. chap- this is chapter four of the Dhammapada. Uh, verse 50, you should not look at others' faults, things done or not done by others, but at things done or not done by yourself. Now, this is very standard self-help pablum, but mm-hmm. um, uh, we right, should, but that's, I think, that's to that's bring it line. to a conclusion. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's out of context. It's out of context, to be short, to be short. Yeah, of course. Wait, yeah. Can you read it one more time? You should not look at others' faults, things done or not done by others, but at things not done or done by yourself. So don't worry about what's out there. Just turn inward, fix yourself. So mm-hmm. I guess we all three agree that's not true. We should. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, they've done bad things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we cannot wallow in the bad stuff and just be miserable forever. Uh, and with that, if y'all have anything, it was really nice chatting with y'all and just, let's just wrap up and yeah, what do y'all want, think I, about this? I'd love to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I want to sort of, well, speak on th- this as a, a thing that we've all just participated in is that like, um, like Ben, you, you, you're, you're talking so much about how you're, you, all this folks. I'm like, do I even want to be happy? Do I want like the fact that you, I mean, I'm just adding up things like we've talked about, or you've told me over there recently. It's like, you know, you got off social media, you're putting together long form discussion with like-minded people to try to like work through this shit. It's like, I think you're further along or like doing better than you're giving yourself credit for in terms of like mm-hmm. wanting out of uh, for lack of better terminology i sometimes refer to it as the matrix you know yeah that so some of it i think is just sort of like releasing some i don't know like guilt and shame and like part of this is talking about at myself too yeah <laughs> you know? of course like, it all is it yeah. all is so uh if that's helpful in any way just because yeah you're talking about oh, i feel like i'm in a bad spot it's like I mean, just the little things you tell me, and it seems like it's a little more vulnerable because it's not through social media. You're just text me stuff or we talk like this, (laughs) you know, that like seems like you're really making effort to like, you know, be a better version of whatever it is you want to see in the world. It's like who I don't know. I guess that's to hopefully send you off like feeling (laughs) like you're on an upward trajectory in some way. Thank you, my brother. Yeah, and I, I that's absolutely true. And I guess I would also just say, you know, you know, any the the illusion that's peddled is that you can be in some steady state of feeling awesome, right? That's what they're all selling is that you can get to this place where you are optimized, where everything feels amazing, and you're in and you're just good. But that's just that's death. That's not how life works. It's like that's the whole like you know. The, the 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 wobbly wheel of uh, of 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 dukkha of suffering of samsara is that uh, it's it's always this oscillation and so uh, you're going to have this feeling like shit punctuated with you know uh, revelation and real moments and then you know the real moments not only help you 
stay in the game, um, but they also help you interpret the 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 the, the crappy stuff. But then you really, you know, phenomenologically, you feel like crap. But somehow that alternation turns it into this, um, you know, this perspective where both are happening, but you're able to continually uh, stay with it, reintegrate, right? And so you're still going to see that things are shitty, but you're going to have this, I guess you could call it faith, right? That like your process is good. And, 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 and it, because, because you intend it to be so, because whatever the good is, you're intending to keep on refining and following it and, and, and going back to it. And, um, and that process, you know, whatever awakens that process in you and helps you to, 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 to get refreshed, right. And you just keep on pursuing those things, those moments, whatever they are. Like, so, you know, being with people who, um, who are not, diseased right? <laughs> who are not or are not under the sway of the cults right or who have some perspective yeah is uh, is wonderful and um so yeah I'm, I'm i'm glad you did this well thanks for being here both of y'all i just the thing is remember when kurt vonnegut died back in 07 and <laughs> that's last... like the last time a quote-unquote celebrity died that like emotionally impacted me in any way. I for real? Yeah, I feel like it did for me too. But we were both like right in late high school at that time. So yeah, I think I was like a sophomore or junior in college, I think. Yeah. Oh, you're a, a couple years older than me. My yeah. bad. But like he said, like one of the last things he said when he was died was just like, just be nice to everyone. And it's like, that's what pissing me off is like, I'm fucking mean, dude. And I just want to be nice to people. Like, I want to stop being preaching fucking... to the choir. I want to stop being fucking mean to people, man. Like, I just want to be like a force of good in the world, but it's fucking hard or whatever or something. Who cares? But with that, we will go live in the Aftab Imperium. Yeah. Aftab 2028, baby. Heck, even 2024. They might just Pete Buttigieg him all the way to be. That would, that would be so funny if Biden didn't <laughs> run. If Biden didn't run, but it still but wasn't. Dies, Cam- who knows, you know? But it still wasn't Kamala at the top of the ticket. Right. Yeah, they, some just sto- they, they just stove, yeah, they stove pipe some, you know, T2000 to the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alas. Well, uh, I just want to say a couple quick i'll try to be quick on this but like uh because we didn't talk about the masculinity stuff a lot if you guys do want to talk again uh i have if you haven't already read it a a gentle nudge of suggested reading the will to change by bell hooks is fucking phenomenal uh the will to change yeah she she died last year and she's like uh you know a black woman who was an academic at I forget what school, some school in Appalachian, Eastern Kentucky or Western Kentucky or something. I, I mean, she's just a phenomenal writer, but uh, it's it's really good. Uh, it, like it's and it's like 20 years old, but because they're all the bu- online bullshit of like, I don't know, when I go online, I feel like it's not OK to be who I am, <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, because everybody's sure. like, yeah, kill all men, you know, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, but I want to be on your team, but like you don't seem to like me. Uh, and she <laughs> puts all that aside. It's like, no, we have to live in a world where, like, yeah. Anyway, so that she she has very good takes on in, insights into masculinity. Um, and also just just uh, now having met you, the other Ben, I uh, I've 
I've already talked to uh first <laughs> Ben one <laughs> about doing <laughs> about doing my podcast. If you ever want to talk, man, I just talk yeah, to people yeah, about yeah, like yeah, their... yeah, yeah. It's like Ben hook us up. Yeah, absolutely. We, we'll uh, do. It's like I sort of start by being like, what's somebody's creative thing they're into? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like we could even and it, it could be the thing they do for money. It can be yeah. Oh yeah, if, if yeah, if, I mean, I've got wild stuff, man. So yeah, let's uh, um, so uh, I mean, and, we could talk acupuncture stuff, like <laughs> sure, sure. Because like I started uh, with Ben, we've loosely talked about like because he's put together these zines uh, that uh, I was like, you know, that's a good jumping off point because I I love I just love your aesthetic uh, of your your like marker drawings. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. brother. I really yeah, appreciate I really, that. I, I, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, that, that was wonderful. Thank you for sending those to me. Yeah, of course. Um, the Will to Change, Men, Masculinity, and Love by Bell Hooks. I'm going to check that and, out, and brother. Could I, could I re- and could I recommend one? Yeah, is, absolutely. Is, I mentioned it before, Chogim Trungpa's uh, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. Because, like I said, like we we have all been here before. It's like this. we are in the 70s again right now with this stuff. So, And that's what he was talking about, was essentially uh, trying to goop your way into uh an mlm your way into uh being spiritual and like you know what that process is and why it why it will fail and what this what the uh, alternative is oh, this cool. book was yeah, written yeah, like, and this is from the 70s which is yes yeah, yeah i just I, like... I just i just got bought another copy because i'd lost my copy a long time ago so i'm rereading it now i love finding the people who have like the prescient takes you know yeah the prescient <laughs> takes baby <laughs> the guy's 40 years ahead of the curb the will to change and cutting through spiritual materialism. Well, there you have it, folks. Ben Hawes and Josh Elstro, two lovely chaps. And okay, well, this has been a lot of fun, y'all. Thanks so much. Yeah, man. Put yeah, it together again in again. Yeah. a month or so or whatever. I'm around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Will do. All right. Cool. Well, I'll good talk, talk to you, to you guys. You all too. right. Take care. Bye.